Good morning, everyone. Good out of Shabbos. Hopefully, you'll have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off page twenty on the top. We want to ask the question. It says now it's, we learned the Braisa that the witnesses would come to testify for the sighting of the new moon. They would, and they're allowed to desecrate Shabbos. So after the destruction of the temple, they would only desecrate Shabbos only uh, for two months. For Nisan, to determine when is the new month of Nisan, and Tishrei. So the question was, why do you have to, do they have to desecrate the common Nisan if you say opinion that holds? Opinion that holds that it's always Adar before Nisan. It's always a 29-day month, so you know for certain. The Besan will make it up the next day. The 30th day will be day number one of Nisan. Why do you have to send out witnesses? So one answer the Gemara gave is because it's a mitzvah. Yes, the Besan does have the power to declare the Shredish even without witnesses. But the mitzvah is that it should be based on witnesses. So that's why the desecrated Shabbos is fulfilling a biblical obligation. That's one answer. Now, the second line, Iged Amri, the third line, Iged Amri, others answer, Amram Nachman, Afanan, Namit Nina, Shnechadosh, Mchalas Shabbos, and listen, Valtish. There are others who say, they say what we learn in a different way. Nachman says, we also learn in our Mishnah that they used to send out the Edas. Used to say that desecrated Shabbos to come testify to the Jewish Supreme Court only under the two months. Nisan and Tishrei, because that, that you had to know, you had to know when to when to celebrate the holiday. It's going to say that a month of Adar that's close to Nisan is always twenty nine days. Leilam Chaser is the opposite. Therefore, therefore Mechalinan the mitzvah Kadosh Aliyah. Oh, if you're going to say that it's always it's always 29 days, then I understand why you have to desecrate Shabbos to the witnesses to testify when is Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Because even though we know, but it's a mitzvah, nevertheless, it should be based on witnesses. Right. Why do you have to desecrate the Shabbos? Make it a 30-day a 30-day month. If it's Shabbos, the side is a 30 day month, and the next day it will be day number one of Nisan. If you say that it's always a 29 day month, then we hold the principle that you have to, the Bezdin can't just decide when is Rosh it has to be based on witnesses. So the witnesses must desecrate Shabbos come to testify. But if you're going to say that it's, sometime, it's up to the best, then they get to decide. If they get to decide, why do I need witnesses? Let the witnesses stay home. Mm-hmm. Let them not desecrate the Shabbos. And the best will decide that it's, it's a 30-day month. And, and Sunday will be day number one of Rosh Chodesh Nisan. will be Rosh Chodesh Nisan. I think about answers, you're right. But according to the opinion that even the Bezin could decide, it's really up to them. When do we say desecrate the Shabbos? If the thirtieth day, if the thirtieth day, if the thirty-first day is on Shabbos, they already decided it's the thirty-day month. 
and they, they wanted that uh, consecrated in the month on Shabbos. That's, that's day, the day number thirty-one. That's day number one. They, that you can't push off. But nevertheless, it's a mitzvah to sanctify according to based based on witnesses. You're right. If the thirtieth day is on Shabbos, then you're right. The witnesses stay home. Stay home. They'll decide it's a thirty. It's a thirty-day month, and and Sunday the witnesses will come on Sunday. What's the problem? No problem, but they don't have to desecrate Shabbos. Since it's up to the Bezdin, why did the witnesses have to desecrate Shabbos? You say the Bezdin could decide it's a 29-day month or 30-day month. Why are you forcing the witnesses to desecrate Shabbos? Tell them stay home. If, if, it's, if the 30th day falls out on Shabbos, no witnesses should come. Stay home. Don't desecrate Shabbos. Enjoy your trollum at home. And they'll decide it's a 30-day month. And the Sunday, come, come Saturday night, come and tell you Shabbos. And we'll, we'll declare on Sunday that it's Rish He says, you're right. Moshe says, you're right. If in that scenario, if the 30th day is on Shabbos, you're right. Then the witnesses don't come. When does he say for, that they come two months a year, they desecrate Shabbos, if the 31st day is on Shabbos? In other words, they, Friday was the 30th day. And Shabbos is 30, day number 31. Now you, it must be Rosh Chodesh. You can't push it off anymore. And since it's a mitzvah to desecrate, consecrate according to the, to the witnesses, it's a mitzvah to consecrate according to the, based on witnesses, so therefore the witnesses have to come on Shabbos. They have to. You can't wait till Sunday. The, the, today is the day. You can't push it off anymore. No, but, but he says it's a mitzvah, nevertheless, even though it's automatic, but it's a mitzvah that we learn from the Torah, that, that they don't argue. Everyone holds it's a mitzvah to consecrate. The question was, even though it's a mitzvah to consecrate based on the witnesses and high testimony, or if Shabbos is the 30th, you have an option. The best one will say, you know what, we're going to make it a 30-day month, so tomorrow we're going to clear the Shabbos, and the witnesses can come after Shabbos. It's still, you're still fulfilling the mitzvah of consecrating it on the witnesses, but the witnesses will come after Shabbos. You don't want to desecrate Shabbos? Exactly. But here you have no choice. If, if the 31st day is Shabbos, you have no choice. The witnesses have to come today. You can't push it off to Sunday. Sunday is day number two. A month could only be maximum 30 days. Today is the 31st day, so we have to make this day the first day of, Nis, of, 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 uh, of Nisan. So therefore, the witnesses have no choice. They have to desecrate Shabbos. Desecrate Shabbos because there's no base on Migdash. Sometimes the base on Migdash, you have to know, know when to make the carbon Muslim. There's no way to make it today. The only thing we have to know is we have to know in order to when is when is when is yamtiv. So we have time. They'll come tomorrow, and and they'll let us know what they saw. Why they have to do such a Shabbos? What's the urgency? So where do we learn it's a mitzvah to makadish apiyadia? Because it says achedus shalachem rish and Ashi brings the pasuk achedus shalachem rish and aluchatshe yashana. So the pasuk is talking about achedus nis. So this mitzvah only replies by Nisan, and Tishrei we learn from Nisan, but they're both Rish Hashanah. This is Rish Hashanah for kings, this is Rish Hashanah for, for, for holiday, this is the Rish Hashanah for everything else. So therefore we learn, so only these two months is a mitzvah in the times of the Besam Migdash, the witnesses would, would uh, desecrate Shabbos and every Rosh Chodesh. 
they take on the carbon because they had no choice because of the carbon. With the Brayse that said only Tishrei and Nisan was talking about after the destruction of the temple. Now the only it's only necessary to know when to celebrate Pesach and when to celebrate the, the holidays in Tishrei. But other than that, there's no urgency. But here we have to know that day. We have to know which sacrifice to bring. So the mother asked, But now that there is no Beis we say there is no mitzvah to sanctify according to the Ziv. There's no mitzvah. So Tishri and Nisan show there shouldn't either be a, a, a mitzvah. So therefore we go back to the question. If you say Bishlim is Zimna Mozim Chasim Shmach Machalina. So we go back. If you hold that, that the other could be a 29 day month, 30 day month, it's up to the best. And therefore, we need the witnesses. Based on the witnesses, that, that will decide, that will determine if it's a 29 day month, if it's a 30 day month. But if you say they always made the other 29 days, am I Machalina? Then why do we have to desecrate? What's the, what's the point? Since there's no mitzvah. And the proof there's no mitzvah, because if there is a mitzvah, it should be all the other months. In other words, maybe the Gemara thought that since it says it's only Nisan and Tishri. But the Gemara asked, wait a minute, why? It makes no sense. If, it's, if we, learn, we learn from there, just like we learn from there, it's a mitzvah to sanctify every month. It's a mitzvah to there. It should also be based on witnesses. The Gemara says, you're right. So really, to Yufta. So this opinion is really is really, uh, right, uh, refuted. Even without witness. Yeah, it's refuted. Since, since there is no mitzvah, and the proof there is no mitzvah, because you're not allowed to desecrate for all the other months, and then there's no mitzvah in Tishri and this neither. So the bezin could, so could decide without witnesses. Since it's, we say no, the bezin doesn't decide. It depends. depends on, on what the witnesses see. So therefore we have no choice. We have to rely on the witnesses. And Nisan and Tishrei, they have to come because we have to know. We have to know when it's going to be Yom. Yasul, when Ula came, Amar Ivrulel, When Ula came to Babel, the Babylonia, he came from Israel and he, he went to Babylonia. He used to go travel from, from Israel to Babylon. He told them that the Bezdin in Israel made El a 30 day month. Why? Because that year, if El would be a 29 day month, Yom Kippur would fall out on Friday. And we can't have, we learned already earlier, you can't have Yom Kippur falling out on Friday. If Kippur falls on Friday, it's going to be two days. You can't bury the dead, and you know all the vegetables will 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 will, uh, will rot, and you can't bury the dead for two days. Because Yom Kippur is like Shabbos. On Yom Tov, you can ask a goy to bury, but Yom Kippur you can't do anything. So 48 hours, the body rots. So therefore, they had no choice, and they made it into a 30-day month. So Yom Kippur should fall out on Shabbos instead of Friday. So he told them what happened. Another thing Ola says, Do the people in Babylonia realize what a favor we did for them by making Elul a 30-day month? Mighty Vusa. What's the big favor that, that, uh, that they did in Israel for them? All the vegetables. 
Because if you're going to have Shabbos and Yom Tov consecutively, all the vegetables that are eaten raw, that are eaten raw, will rot. So you have to, you have to pluck, you have to harvest it, pluck it the day before, and then it's going to rot. But now that El was a 30-day month, so therefore you don't have Shabbos and Yom Tov together. Shabbos is on Yantif, so it's one day, fine. The favor that we did for them is because of the dead. Because when, when Shabbos and Yom Kippur are consecutive, if a person dies, he won't be able to bury him until 48 hours later, and he'll, he'll rot, and the corpse will rot, and it'll be terrible. Now, that's why they added the third day, and they made it a 30-day month, so now Yom Kippur will fall out on Shabbos. Fine. What's the difference in these two reasons? They're both good reasons. But what's the difference if I say this reason, I say the other reason? There has to be a practical implication, a difference. But the difference is, Yom Kippur would fall out on Sunday. The one who says that the problem is the reason they is because you don't want the dead to rot, to decompose, so then Because if a person will die on Shabbos, so they made they made sure the Yom Kippur should be on Shabbos, so you can bury him Saturday night. Otherwise, you're gonna have to wait till some Sunday night. When do you need the vegetables? The day before the before the fast. So in the evening. In other words, after the fast. After the fast, you have to eat. So what's the problem? You go Sunday night. And, 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 and you get vegetables from your garden. You're talking about vegetables you eat raw. Cooked is not a problem, but you can eat it raw, so you, you'll take it from your garden, you'll pluck it then, it'll be fresh. It's no problem. It's only when you keep it as Friday. Then after the fast, you have to break the fast. Friday night, you're breaking your fast. You're making kiddush and you're breaking your fast. I can't pluck for vegetables. The vegetables that I have were plucked from Thursday, and by the time I eat it on Shabbos, they're, they're all rotten. Therefore, then, then you have to uh, push off. Then you have to make sure that Yom Kippur should not fall out on Friday. Mm-hmm. But Yom Kippur shouldn't fall out on Sunday to make Yom Kippur Monday. To add a day to Elul so Yom Kippur will fall out on Monday so Sunday is free. Well, no, no problem. Yom Kippur could be on Sunday. What do I care? Vegetables, fresh, right after Yom Kippur. You go from shul, you go to your garden and you pluck the vegetables and you eat it and you're, you're good to go. But if you're worried about the dead, then you have a problem. You can't have Yom Kippur fall out on Sunday. So if a some will, Jew will die on Friday Shabbos, you won't be able to bury him until Sunday night. The body will decompose. Mm-hmm. Why do you say that it's one reason or the other? Both reasons apply. So even the one who says because of vegetables, he also so there's nothing to worry about vegetables. Why isn't he worried about the dead? Ella, no, you can't say it's one or the other. Both reasons are applicable. Both reasons are valid reasons. So even the one, even the one who's not worried, even the one who says because of vegetables, and therefore if it's Sunday, I don't have to push it off to Monday because what do I care? Vegetables are not an issue. Sunday night, I'll go, I'll go pluck vegetables straight from the garden and eat it. Fine, but according to him, why aren't you worried about the dead? 
it's a valid, valid concern. Eliga ben I rather the Gemara says that this difference between them is Yom Tov Asamachul Shabbos, not Yom Kippur, a regular Yom Tov, other Yom Tov, Sukkot, Pesach, Shavuos, Rosh Hashanah. So here we have Bein Milafanel, Bein Milachere. Whether it's the Friday, Friday, or Yom Tov will fall on Friday, or Yom Tov will fall on a Sunday. So man, the one who's worried at the vegetables, because here you eat on Yom Tov, you can't tell me Sunday night. Sunday night only works for Yom Kippur, because Yom Kippur I'm not eating on Sunday, so what's the problem? But here you have to eat a meal on Yom Tov, so the vegetables you pluck them on Friday, will, will, by the time you get to Yom Tov on Sunday, it's going to rot. Or if Yom Tov is on Friday, the vegetables you plucked on Thursday, by the time it gets to Shabbos, it's going to rot. So therefore, you're not, therefore you have to make sure that you don't have Yom Tif and Shabbos are not, are not successive to each other. But the, man, the, Amr, but the one who says Mishra Messiah, the one who says the reason is because of the dead, that they shouldn't decompose. You can get the Goyim to bury for you. So it's not an issue. It's not a problem. Yes, it's Yom Tif, you can bury. Shabbos, you can't tell a Goy to do it for you. But Yom Tif, you're allowed to ask a Goy to bury. So therefore, there's no reason to push according to, there's no reason to push off. So you might ask, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. The one who says that the problem is because of the dead, and that's why you're telling me that every Yom Tif, it doesn't bother me if Yom Tif will fall out, except Yom Kippur, it doesn't bother me. If Yom Tif will fall out on Friday or Sunday, I don't have to, I don't have to manipulate it to make sure the Yom Tif should be on Thursday, or on Shabbos, the Yom Tif should be on, on Monday. But why isn't he worried, why isn't he concerned about the vegetables? It's a genuine concern. The vegetables are going to rot. I'm not going to have fresh vegetables to eat. Salad. I'm not going to be able to eat my salad. <laughs> Very important. See, mother says, Because he holds, for that, that's not reason enough to manipulate, to add, to make, to make the month a 30-day month, to push off, to make sure that Yom Tov falls out on Shabbos and Yom Tov falls out on Monday. Why? Because there's an option. You can put it in hot water, soak it in hot water, and when you soak it in hot water, it'll restore it. It's like cooking. So you have an option. That's why he's only worried about vegetables that were raw. So vegetables you eat raw. Vegetables you cook was never an issue. But even vegetables you eat raw, put it in hot water, and it will restore it back, rejuvenate it, restore it back to, to its former glory. And then, so it's not an issue. That's what he holds. Question is, wait a minute. Okay, that's okay if Yom Tif is on Sunday. So, so Shabbos, am I worried? Shabbos, you have fresh vegetables. You pluck it on Friday, you eat it on Shabbos. Are you worried about Sunday? There's no problem. Sunday, I can soak it in hot water. But when Yom Tif is Friday, Shabbos, the vegetables on Shabbos, they're rotten. They can't tell me soak it in hot water. You're not allowed to soak in hot water on Shabbos. She says, because you made an eight of tafshil, and what you do is that the vegetables before Shabbat, right, and Friday afternoon, you can soak it in hot water. And yum, soak it in hot water. So when Shabbos comes around, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like you just plucked it, it's restored, refreshed. Okay. Now the Gemara says, Yachi, if that's the case, that's the case, the reason why they made El into a 30-day month is because to protect and make sure that they have fresh vegetables, fresh salad, or because of the dead. Why the difference will be done? 
Why is it only a favor for the Babylonians? Nami, for the Israelis, also a favor. Why, why is it? We did a favor for you. What do you mean it's a favor for you? It's a favor for all of us, for everyone. So he says, you might answer, in Babylonia, it's very hot. You're in a valley. There's no air. There's no circulation of fresh air. So therefore you're worried that the dead will decompose much quicker and the vegetables are going to rot a lot quicker. What did you do in Israel? It's not so hot. It's mountainous. Fresh air. So therefore, the dead don't decompose so quickly, and the vegetables, the salads, don't rot, don't rot so quickly. So there would be no reason. So he said, the only reason we made that we made Elo a thirty-day month is for you guys, not for us. We wouldn't need it. We wouldn't have to manipulate the month, but we did it for your sake. All the Jews living in Babylonia wanted to make sure you should have fresh salads, and your dead should not decompose. It's not so good. We're talking about Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel said, We learned the Braise Yochel. I would think Shem Shemab, let's say, let's say, I would think just like a court would make it a leap year when they needed to. So too, we would make the month an, an extra day when we need to. When we need to, Tamad Lema, it says, so it says, This month should be for Yurish Chaydash. showed like this. He showed him the, the new moon, the birth of the moon. He says, When you see the moon, the rebirth of the moon every month, like you see now, sanctify it. On that day. In other words, you don't have an option of pushing it off. If I see the month now, I can't decide tomorrow's Rishchid. If I see the month on the 30th day, then the 30th day is a new month. I can't decide to make it the 31st day. Even if there's a need. He says it doesn't help. What do you mean a need? There's no choice. When the birth of the moon, the day that you see with your eyes, the birth of the moon, and two witnesses testify, that's it. That's the new month. It's not optional. It's not like the year which you can add a month. So how could Ula say that we did we, we manipulated it and we added an extra day before you so you should be able to eat your salads. You should be able to bury that without decomposing. What, what do you mean? It's not an option. If witnesses see it on the 30th day, then, then it's the 30th day. It becomes day number one. It's not a contradiction. To make it a 30 day month. So that the rabbis couldn't make a 30 day month. To sanctify. No, the sanctify. What he's saying is. Litzoyrech means that you can't sanctify it on the 30th day even if you didn't see the moon. Even if there's a need, if it's necessary. You can, even if you see the moon. You can, if there's a need, you can you can decide to make your shchayrus the next day. Hashem gave it over to the bezin. If the bezin doesn't sanctify it, it doesn't become the shchayrus. Even if you see the moon, it's not the scientific fact. It's when the bezin decides and they declare it's shchayrus. Even if witnesses come and the bezin receives the witnesses and they don't say it's sanctified, it's not shchayrus. Hashem gave the power to the bezin. They turns it into a reality, into a fact. 
Not the scientific fact. When the bezel says it, then it becomes a scientific Then it becomes a reality. It becomes a reality. So Hashem gave him the power and the option. You say, you know what? We need, we're going to make Rishchidosh tomorrow. We're not going to sanctify it today. But if they don't see it on the, 20, on the 30th, you can't say it. You can't say today's result. That Hashem didn't give the power of the best. Hashem gave the power to push it off, but not to declare it prematurely, without seeing, without anyone seeing the birth of the new moon. They can't declare today is at the thirtieth day. They can't declare it as day number one of the new month. This, this is what the Brayse says. This is what he says. Just like you add a new month, so a so to Let's say the and also you add a new an extra day when you need it. So kachmakatshin sachaydish let's say the that's what he says. That's what you have to read. Just like you are, you do make it a an a leap year, and so too you do have the power to make it a thirty day month, like a woman who's pregnant, a full full extended to extend the month. Your extended belly, so extend the year, extend the month. That's called Ibur. To extend the month and to extend the year. And they have the power to it. So you would think also that the Bezin has the power. Even if there's no witnesses, no one saw the birth of the new moon. And the, the, the Bezin has the power to sanctify the 30th day and turn it into day number one of the new month. So that's what the Pasik says. Only after you see the month. Only then do you have the power to make Rishchidosh. If no one saw the birth of the new man, of the new moon, you can't make it Rishchidosh. This 30, even if you do see the new moon, you have the option of pushing it off a day. The 31st day automatically becomes day number one. It's impossible that the moon, the moon wasn't seen. So it's fine. So it's just somebody saw it. It doesn't matter. Even if the witnesses don't come, the 31st day is automatic. Even then, it's a, even though we learned it's a mitzvah, then the witnesses should come and testify because ideally you should base it on, on testimony. But you can't sanctify the 30th day if nobody saw it. A proof. Like Rosh Hashanah said, the witnesses came and testified that they saw on the 30th day. The night of the 30th, going into the 30th, they saw the birth of the new moon. So when it's necessary, you, f- you scare them off. You tell them, don't testify. Because Labre, Bezman has to, we have, we have to, we have to make Rishchidosh the next day, the 31st day. You can't frighten witnesses to tell them to testify falsely that they saw the moon on the 30th day when they didn't. You could frighten them, say, you sure you saw the new moon? I don't want to hear your testimony. Maybe you, you, you were wrong, maybe you didn't see right, you didn't see correctly, because they didn't want to make that day Rishchidosh. They wanted to push it off to the next day. But they can't frighten the witnesses, get witnesses, come, say that you saw the moon so we can testify. Like, you know what, you can't lie. Yeah. Just like it's asked the same question, there could be a thousand groups of witnesses. It says, if there's a big moon and you and your fellows see the, see the moon, go to, go to the best. You think to yourself, I saw it, probably a thousand other people saw it. Everyone was rushing to the best. It's not your business. You see, you're doing your job. The Torah is telling you, you're doing, you're, what you're doing is sanctioned by the Torah. It's a mitzvah to go. And you used to have groups and groups of people come. And in order that they shouldn't be flabbergasted, they came for no reason, because the best only needs two people. I don't need a thousand people. But they would take them in, they would make big meals for them, big fabrengans. 
they would ask them very quickly what you saw, so they shouldn't, even though they only relied on two people. They didn't need the thousand groups, but they ended up having a thousand groups coming. And they all desecrated Shabbos, and it's all allowed. When you see the moon, you have to go, go to the Bezim to testify. What the Bezim does, that, that's their business. This is, right, so this is exactly, so this is a proof what he said, that, that you can't take him, uh, or Bezim doesn't have the power, Hashem did not empower the Bezim to decide that the 30th day, the number one, if there's no witnesses and no one has seen the birth of the new moon. The reverse, they do have the power, they have the power to extend it the day. But as Andy is not so, the prince, the leader, sent Rabbi. You should know that all his whole lifetime, Rabbi Yechon would teach us. That you would force witnesses, manipulate witnesses to come testify on the month when which they didn't see the moon to testify that they saw it. Yeah. In order to sanctify that day and make it a number day thirty should be day number one of the new month. Even though the witnesses did not see, we 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 threaten them, we tell them, go tell us that you did see. <laughs> So we see that the Bezin does have the power to make even on the 30th day to decide that day is, that the previous month will be a 29 day month and this day will be made number one of the new month. Not like Rabba, what I'm about, like Kasha, it's not a contradiction. When Rabbi Eichanan say that if it's necessary, you're allowed to sanctify the new moon before the time. Really, the right time should be the 31st day, and yet the peasant has the power. It's only in the months of Nisan and Tishrei. Oh, but what Rabbi said, Rabbi Levi said, he's talking about Bashar Yarchi. Other months. What's the difference? Month of Nisan and Tishrei, which you have to for the holidays, and then if it's necessary, the peasant could even make it. Right for the same reason, you don't want to you don't want to, uh, to fall out on, on on Friday or on Sunday. So you have to you have to make it in, you have to take it in early. So yamtiv should be on Thursday. You're allowed to do it, even if there's no wit. Another answer. That what Rabbi Shmuel taught that you're not allowed to. Um, make an extra extend the month unlike the year the year you have the power to make it into a leap year to extend the year you don't have the power to extend the month you don't sanctify the month even if it's necessary that's the opinion of Achedim Rabbi gives a different answer than Rabbi he says that's the opinion of Achedim yes that's indeed what Rabbi Barshmol said not like Rabbi said Rabbi Shmuel says clearly that the Bezin cannot have does not have the power period to extend the month but that's the opinion of Achedim. The Tani learned about it. Achedim Eimrim. Achedim was really a mayor. Ein bein atzeres alat zeres. There is no difference between the Shavuos of one year and Shavuos of the following year. Ein bein Rishon and Rishonah, and there is no difference between Rishonah of this year and the Rishonah of the next year. Alar boy yom and bolvad. There's four days apart. It's always four days apart. Because how much is a year? Three hundred and fifty-four days. And 
each month, he said, one month is full, 30 day, and the next month is a 29 day month. And that never changes. So therefore, if it never changes, it's exactly 354 days. So how many weeks into 350 is 50, right? How many, how many weeks? 35, uh, yeah, 50 weeks. Five times seven is three hundred thirty-five. So five times seven is seven. Seven weeks is fifty. Is three hundred and fifty weeks. Fifty days. An extra four days. So the only difference is, so according to Amir, according to Achedim, so if it's every, so three hundred, it's uh, fifty weeks. Every year, a regular year is fifty weeks. It's three hundred fifty days, and a year is three hundred fifty-four days. So there's four days right. ahead. The next year is four days ahead. So yeah. Shavuos is four days ahead. Yeah. Rosh Hashanah is four days ahead. So if you tell me which the year, which day of the week Rosh Hashanah was last year, I can tell you I know exactly which day of the week is going to be Rosh Hashanah next year. Yeah. Four days ahead, yeah. and it always works like clockwork. It never changes. That's a man's opinion. Right. So, so he says, so, but if it's a, a leap year, so leap year, a leap year is a 29 day month. So again, you have four weeks and an extra day. So I know that it's the leap year, it's next year, the leap year is five days, five days ahead. So Vishashana this year was Monday. So I know that the next day is, next year it's going to be on Shabbos, five days ahead. So according to Rav Meir, the Mizabezin doesn't have the power to change it. He says you can always rely on it. It's always 29 30 days. The Bezin doesn't have the power to change, to decide, to make it earlier, to make it late. And that's the opinion. That's what Rav Shmuel was saying. So the Braise, Rav Shmuel was saying, follows the opinion of Reb. Another opinion, he learned the exact opposite of Rabbi Shmuel Malevi. <laughs> He learned that if the Bezin wants to make the Rishchidosh early, to, to make it a tw- the previous month a 29 day month and make the 30th day the day number one, so you threaten the witnesses <laughs> to, to testify that they saw the new month, to sanctify that day. The exact opposite. But if the witnesses saw it on the 30th day, you don't threaten them in order to make it a full month, a 30-day month, and to make the 31st day, day number one. That you don't do. My timer, what's the reason? We continue on side B, 20B. Hi, When you see the, the, the birth of the new moon and the time, A lot of people saw it. So how could you say the Bezin decided it's the 31st day? Everyone knows it's a lie. But when, they, when the Bezin makes the 30th day, day number one, people will say, I didn't see it. Nobody saw the mother, but maybe two witnesses, they were in a mountain, they saw it, whatever, they saw it. So they won't question the Bezin. You have to think about the credibility of the Bezin. The Bezin will, will lose all its credibility. Everyone saw it. The full moon. Oh, so we know today's Rishchidosh. Then they hear the Bezin decided, no, tomorrow's Rishchidosh. They say, wait a minute, what's going on here? This must be a, a conspiracy. But when, but when, they, when, they, when the Bezin makes it the 30th day, no one, no, one, no one will question the credibility of the Bezin. Amash Moshmo says, Yechulni, Litkunni, Likulagoyl. 
I can decide for all the Jews in exile. <laughs> when Rish Chedesh will fall out. Without any testimony. In other words, Shmuel says he knows astronomy. He knows it so well, I can make a calendar. I don't need any witnesses. I can tell you exactly when the sighting of the new moon will be. But the father of Rabbi said to Shmuel, Do you know? Do you know what we learned in the Seder Ibr, in the secret of, of, of the calendar, of making the calendar? Right. We learned that it is a difference when it comes to sanctifying the moon. It's a difference whether the birth of the new moon, the sighting of the new moon, was before, before noon or afternoon. Do you know why? Why would it make a difference? Shmuel says, and Shmuel answered, Ah, Beloy, I don't. I'm a lame. You're such an expert. Maybe if you can't explain this, maybe the other things you don't understand. Yeah, but this arises from left field. It's so. He's so like, he's so like, went to Eretz So he sent back a message to his colleagues in Babylonia, two, lear- two laws that he learned in Israel. Regarding sanctifying the Numa. Number one, you sanctify the, the, the month on the 30th day only if already the night before, they're ready, the sighting of the moon, it could be the night before. You can already count the night before as part of the month. But if. It starts at night, that's why. The new month, the new sight, yeah, the new moon. But if you see the old moon on the 30th, you can't, you can't. You can't sanctify the 30th day. And then you saw the new moon on the 30th. You can't sanctify the 30th as day number one of the new month. And then second, the second law is... The Abba, the father of Rabbi Simloi, that he said that there's a difference. Whether the, it was before, before noon or afternoon... The difference is, and what he meant is, Mechashrin is told us, When is the sighting of the new moon? If it's before noon, on the 30th, we know, We know, if in Babylonia, if you see the new moon in Babylonia before noon, that means in, Babylon, in Israel, then you know, I'm sorry, in Babylonia, then you know that in Israel they saw it, Right before sunset, mm. and therefore you can sanctify the the, the It means a whole entire day it was seen. It depends what happens in Israel. But if in Babylonia you saw the, the sighting of the new moon appeared before noon time, that means that in Babylonia they already saw the new moon last night, right before the beginning of the night, right before sunset. So therefore you can sanctify today But if you only saw the afternoon in the afternoon, afternoon time, but you do you know you know it wasn't seen in Israel. You didn't see it. Next to, next to, right before sunset. They were the what difference does it make? After midday, yeah. There's not enough time. 
Yeah, anyway, we're following the witnesses. What difference does it make? Why do we have to know this? We follow the witnesses. Yes, you're right. He told us that it has to be, the sighting of the moon has to be ready the night before. It has to be a night and day. But anyway, you're following witnesses. So witnesses will tell us when they saw it, that they saw it in the beginning of the night, right by sunset. So, so therefore you have a whole 24 hours, you know, so therefore you yeah. can sanctify it or not. Why do I have to know all these calculations? Yeah. Because I, I know it's false witnesses, or not false. Maybe, maybe they thought they saw it, delusional. You have also delusional witnesses. Most people are delusional, so maybe they, they thought they saw. They saw something. And the proof is, once you know astronomy, once you know your facts, you, right. know, you know you couldn't have seen. So if they saw in Babylonia, they saw afternoon, and the witnesses come in there to show, and they say they saw it by, 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 by before sunset, the night before, you know it's false, it can't be, you couldn't have seen the moon. Okay. So he says that what? That, that after the moon is sighted, then it's, it's hidden for, for like six hours. Because mm-hmm. it's so small that after its first appearance, like a right. sliver, and then suddenly the, it disappears because it's close to the sun. So you can't, I mean, it's closer to the sun. It's aligned with the sun, so you can't see it. That's why you can't see the moon. I mean, the moon doesn't disappear. It's like you align, align with the sun, so there's no reflection. When the su- moon is away from the sun, so this reflection of the sunlight reflects, bounces off, and it reflects, and we see, we see the moon. When the sun, is, the moon is aligned with the sun, it doesn't bounce off. There's no, it doesn't reflect. It says here is the opposite. For it says it's six old and eighteen new in Eretz Israel. But then it's the reverse for us. It's six new and then eighteen old. It's the reverse for each community. But the point is, it's a six and eighteen. It depends on whether it's old or new. But either way. If they saw both moons, they're going to say it, therefore. Uh, is, Israel is west of Babylonia. So, so if the sighting of the new moon is before noon, then you know that it was in Babylonia, which is east of Israel. They saw it. They saw the sighting of the moon by sunset. But if the sighting of the moon is afternoon, so it's impossible that they saw it by, 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 by sunset. So that would be 60, that would be uh, 18 hours, right? So it can't be more than 18 hours from the sighting of the new moon in Israel. They couldn't have seen it in Babylonia. So witness it. I'm, I'm sorry, if they, so if in Babylonia you see it afternoon, and in Israel, which is, which is west of Babylonia, then you can see it 18 hours before they saw the new moon. But if, it's a, if you see it in Babylonia afternoon, in Israel, which is west of Babylonia, they couldn't have seen it. Impossible they saw it, the, the sighting of the new moon, the birth of the new moon, by, by, by sunset. So if the witnesses come and testify, you know that they're testifying false. Okay, Amr Shmu, uh, then he says, Amr Abu Zayn, Amr Nachman, Esim, Arbashom, Makasi, Sid. 24 hours before the sighting of the moon, the moon disappears. You can't see the moon. But there's a difference between Babylonia and Israel. Lididon, to the, the people in Babylonia and Iraq, which is the east, east of Israel. 
those 24 hours shit me'atika the last six hours of the old moon the sighting of the old moon v'tman yisrei mechaduta and 18 hours of the new moon after the birth of the new moon do and to the people in Israel, just to the, to the West, there are 24 hours. It's Shid Mechadita, the first six hours of the new moon. 18 hours, then comes 18 hours of the last. What does it mean? Hours before before the sighting of the new moon, and six hours after the sighting of the new moon. Right. The moon is so small that, that nobody could really see it. Right. Right. And before the sighting of the new moon, when the moon is in the southeast, so 12 hours, 12 hours before the sighting of the moon, in Babylonia, you can see it in Babylonia because it's to the east, but not to the not in Israel, which is to the west. After the birth of the new moon, now the moon is in the southwest side. So therefore, after the six hours, after the sighting of the moon, when the when the moon disappears, no one can see it. But then you can see it for 12 hours. The people in Israel and the West can see it for 12 hours, but not for the people in Babylonia to the East. So both the Babylonians and to the Israelis, there are 24 hours that you can't see the moon. What difference does it make to know anyway you're relying on witnesses? He says, to know if the witnesses are telling the truth. You have to already see the moon already starting in the beginning of the night, the night before. How do we know this? It says, evening to evening. It says, Shabbos is from Erev, from evening to evening. Tishpru Shabbat. The Torah says about the Yom Kippur. The fast of Yom Kippur starts the night before and ends the night after. From here we learn that all Jewish holidays, the day follows the night. So therefore, if the moon... If you see the old moon at night, you can't, you can't, the day follows the night, and you can no longer make that day, the next day, you can't decide that it's Rosh Chodesh, it's the first of the next month, the new moon, no, it belongs to the old month. Mm-hmm. 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 It says you should eat matzahs until the 21st day of Nisan, until the evening of the 21st day of Nisan. For all seven days you have to eat matzahs. So in other words, again, 
The holiday extends until the evening. Until the evening. But the night itself, the 22nd day, I'm allowed to eat chametz. So we see that the night does not follow the evening. In Judaism, the day follows the, when it comes to the holidays, the day follows the night, the night does not follow the evening. So Mary says, what's the difference between these two reasons? It's just, it's just, there's no practical implication difference. It's just, where do we learn it out from? Whether we learn out that the day follows the night, or we learn out that the night does not follow the day. There is a difference between them. If you see the moon, the old moon at night before midnight. So according to Rabbi Yechanan, it says Biyam Kippur from the evening, the fast begins in the evening. So the day follows the night, so therefore even if you see it before midnight, you can no longer already, and those next 24 hours, you can no longer, till the next night, you can no longer make it, call it the first day of the new month. But according to this Lakish, that you learn from the Pasuk about eating matzah, there, the day does not follow the beginning of the night after the second half of the night. Because up until midnight, you're obligated to eat matzah, together with the carbon pesa. From starting from midnight, then it's optional. You're not allowed to eat chametz. If you want to eat, you can only eat matzah. So therefore, we follow the midnight. So, so therefore, if you see the moon before midnight, then the day does not follow that night in that regard. So you could still decide if you see the new moon the next day, you could still declare that day the first day of the new month. Whenever any yantif, we have a doubt when the Bezdin decided sanctified the new month. So we, 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 we make the holiday, the Kamesh Adinah, we push it off a day. Right. What are you trying to say? He's saying we make the Yantif the 15th and the 16th. The 14th, you don't make the Yantif. In other words, you make it two days because you say to yourself, maybe it's the 15th, maybe it was a 30-day, maybe the 15th day from the 30th day of Adar. Or maybe, because then it was a 29-day month, it was a 29-day month, the 30th day is day number one. And therefore you celebrate the holiday and that's the 15th from there. Or maybe it was a 30-day month and therefore, the 16th of the month is really the 15th of the month. But in the 14th, you don't make Yamtiv, because surely the Bezdin did not sanctify on the 29th day of Adam. So you might ask, if that's the case, 11 Namiyar Beit. So you should also, because out of doubt, you should keep three days Yamtiv, the 14th. The 15th and the 16th. Why the 14th? I don't know what happened. Maybe the Bezdin also, Av was also a 29-day month. And El was also a 29-day month. 
So therefore, the fifteenth, the fifteenth of of Tishrei is really what you call the fourteenth is really the fifteenth. Or maybe not. Maybe one month was the twenty-nine, one month was thirty. So then the fifteenth would be the fifteenth. Maybe both months were thirty days. Then the sixteenth, what we call the sixteenth, is really the fifteenth. I should keep. I should keep a seventy-two hour yomtiv. I'm a chayyeh. So can you imagine seventy-two hour yomtiv. Nice, pretty cool. To cook on Pesach. The answers. You want to answer? We'll stop over here with this answer. You want to say, Two months or 29 days, the word would get around. By that time, every Jew in the world, the word, word would get around, so we're not worried. Everyone have a good Shabbos. Shabbos Wonderful day.